0: Good morning, Dr. Ron Archer. How are you this morning?
1: I am blessed here in beautiful Dayton, Ohio. It's about uh, 72 degrees outside of my hotel, and I'm enjoying the sun and the wonderful breeze and taking in the Wright Brothers historical area of excellence. So I'm doing well.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we thank you for... Visiting Dayton, Ohio, and yes, you're visiting at a great time. Our weather is wonderful during this time, um, it so we is. really, we really appreciate you taking the time. We know you have a busy schedule, so we'll go ahead and get started um, for this interview. And again, as I said, we here at the Through My Lens, we bring individuals, men and women, who. Pat, can share their story and share some encouragement about how they have overcome and not let their circumstances and challenges define who they are and what they can accomplish.
1: That is so important because I have a firm core belief that everything we go through in life is a down payment on our destiny, Mm -hmm. that nothing is wasted. And what I encourage people to really tried to do is take on the Joseph anointing. Joseph was a 17 year old boy, young man, who had a gift and a talent, and he had a dream that was given by God. And he told his family this dream that one day he would save them, he would rule over them, he would be the leader. And that was the youngest telling the oldest And it it was an insult to the family. And his dream so outraged them that when they saw him walking toward them out in the fields, they said, here comes this dreamer, let's kill him and see what becomes of his dream. So sometimes when you have a dream and you bring it to the world, everybody won't like it. Everybody won't appreciate it. Everybody won't applaud it, but that's okay. Because people first must believe that you believe before they'll ever believe. They first must believe that you believe before they'll believe. So they sold him into slavery and he went to prison on false charges. But all the time he realized God is with me. And what he learned is that circumstances don't change your calling. If you're up, if you're down, if you're in, if you're out, it's okay. Hold on to your vision. And then we call it VPR. Hold on to the vision God has given you. Be persistent in pursuit of it. And when you fail, when you get knocked down, when you get betrayed, when you get abandoned, be resilient, be able to bounce back every time you fail. The idea is that failure is never final. It's not the falling down, it's the staying down. When life knocks you down, and it will, Land on your back because if you can look up to God, you can get up in God. So, never give up on God becomes the ideal.
0: That's so well said. And and how do you try? I know you've had a lot of challenges um, in your life. How do you trust God uh, when you want to give up? When you've lost God,
1: God is not just knowledge, God is not just orthodoxy. God is not just pedantic nomenclature and intellectual spiritual jargon. God is an experience. The only way you know God is to trust him, is to say, I don't understand it all, but I'm going to try. I can't figure it all out right now, but I'm going to obey. The only way you get to experience God is by trusting him and doing it. Closing your eyes, the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. You got to get out there and do it. The only way you can walk on water is get out the boat. It is uncomfortable. It is scary. It makes your stomach tie up in knots. It makes your throat dry. It makes your head swell. But that's the only way the miracle is going to happen is to put your foot out on the water and start walking. And then you experience God many people will say, oh, God, show me, and I'll believe. It doesn't work that way. God says, believe and trust, then you'll be shown.
0: That is so true. And I know that there was a time you shared in your uh, keynote speech last night at the Elizabeth New Life Center uh, banquet, you shared about a time where you didn't have hope for yourself.
1: Oh, no, no. I was—I uh, grew up in an atheist home. My grandmother was white. My grandfather was black. He went to jail for a, almost killing a man by calling his white wife a nigger lover. My grandmother got very sick with cancer. My mother was the oldest of the seven kids they had, and she got turned out and sex trafficked she got pregnant, had me premature. I was sick and sickly. And uh, our babysitter molested me, a, a woman with a broomstick. And so, yeah, I was suicidal at 10. And I wanted to blow my brains out. I didn't know God. I wasn't a Christian. And so I lived in hopelessness and despair. But I cried out to the universe, help me, help me, help me, help me. I cried out. And I believe that when you seek, you'll find. And God sent a lady into my life, my teacher in the fourth grade, who transformed my life with the Bible and said, uh, read Jeremiah chapter one, verse four. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you came out, I set you apart to be a prophet. And I took that to heart. And I memorized over 2000 scriptures and became a not a Victorian student, but through a photographic memory. I became a millionaire at 28, my first church at 23, my best-selling book at 30. Uh, so it was believing what the word of God said about my life, that I'm more than a conqueror, that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, that if God before me, who can be against me, that I'm an overcomer, I'm a transcender, that I am anointed, I'm filled with his, with his spirit, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I, and I took all of that literally and I took risks and I started businesses and on faith and God blessed and blessed and blessed. So yeah, uh, there was a time I was hopeless. That's why you have to, one of the things that is important to live your dreams and not your fears is to find someone to mentor you. Nobody gets to the mountaintop by themselves. Nobody makes a million dollars by themselves. Nobody becomes great by themselves. You gotta find somebody who's doing what you wanna do and serve them. Ah, that's the word. We don't wanna serve today. You cannot be a great leader till you become a great servant. So you gotta help somebody else. Here's the lesson. If you help a person get what they want, God will make sure you get what you want. So you must find a mentor or find somebody who is doing what you wanna do and then hook up with them, serve them, learn from them, and then go on your own and do what you wanna do.
0: I think that's so critical. Your, you know, your social capital—the people that you surround yourself with—have a lot to do with continuing to help you to see your challenges in a different life.
1: Yeah, you want to, be, you want to understand uh, mentoring versus coaching, right? So somebody who mentors you is not so much telling you what to do; they're showing you how to do it. You're learning by observation. You're learning by osmosis. You're learning by association. Then there are those who actually will coach you. And that's giving you feedback and instruction and and developing your head, your heart, your hands, your habits. That's correcting you. That is helping you see your potentiality. So mentors are not always coaches. You got to find a mentor who is doing what you want to do. And then you got to find a coach who will tell you how to do it and what to do to get there.
0: And I think that's so important because one of the things you mentioned last night is that, which is a a very reason why we all should support the Elizabeth New Life Center, is that African-American women, we make up 7% of the population, but 40% of the abortions.
1: Oh, my goodness. Isn't that that genocide? We're killing ourselves. Our population has been flat as far as percentage for about 40 years because of the 1973 Roe versus Wade and black women are going out here using abortion as birth control and wiping out future doctors, lawyers, Dr. King's, Condoleezza Wright's, um, Colin Powell's. We're just killing ourselves and it's a horrific situation and the black church many times is thinking that this is a good thing for family planning no it is absolute genocide and we have to call it what it is it's it's child sacrifice and people do this in order to gain wealth and money those that that practice this thing it was in the uh it was in the uh uh Baal, uh who who the god of Baal, who required a child sacrifice as well so i recommend no, my mother was uh, 16 when she got pregnant. She had seven brothers and sisters taken care of. Everybody say you should abort this boy, not knowing what God had in store for me to be a bishop, a best-selling author, a PhD, uh, this, the, the, like Joseph, the savior of my family. Everybody works for me. Everybody's been blessed, put people through school. So you don't kill your future. You don't kill your future.
0: So you talked about service earlier. How can individuals get involved and turn this, this epidemic around? Because that is a, a horrible statistic to have to make our reality.
1: Yeah, one is to understand the history of any kind of genocide and, and, and explain that to people. That the first thing that a society will do in order to kill a particular group of people is to first convince you and dehumanize them. When Hitler wanted to kill all the Jews, the first thing he was di- he did was to call them rats, that they're not people. You can kill rats. Uh, the American Indians were killed because they were called savages. Uh, black people were enslaved and treated like animals because we were called subhuman. So the first thing you do is to make people believe that that particular entity is not human. And when a a baby's in the womb, they now call it a fetus, that it's not a person. Well, once you make it subhuman and make it less than human, you then can have the uh, right to kill it. And that's what happened. So that's the first thing is education. I often say to people, you think Harvard is expensive, try ignorance.
0: Wow. And, you know, and I think one of the key things that you said is that you can't be defined by what society says and what society thinks. You, you said last night about um, people called you a trick baby, but the trick was on the devil.
1: Yep. You cannot let outside forces define your existence. It's just somebody's opinion. Nobody can ride your back unless it is bent. It's not what people call you. It's what you respond to. So you must affirm yourself. There are five pillars of success internally and being a good father and being a good coach and being a good mother, being a good uh, leader. That is one. you got to be present. You've got to show up. You can't simply stay isolated. You can't stay locked down. You can't stay afraid. you got to be present. Number two, got to be attentive. Listening is more important than talking. So you have to listen, ask the right question. Remember, every human being has a tattoo on their foreheads. It is MMFI, make me feel important. And you make people feel important by listening to them, getting to know them, asking questions that are about them. So you gotta be present, you gotta be attentive, and then you gotta be affirming. The Bible says raise up a child, not raise down, speak life into people, speak hope into people. Find things that are good about people and tell them about them. Let them know how beautiful they are, how smart they are, how great they are, how awesome they are. But speak life into people. Next is to be consistent. Don't show up one day and then we can't find you for the next two weeks. Be consistent. If you're going to start something, be a person of your word. Your word is your bond. Deliver on promises made. And lastly, be committed. Whatever it takes, whatever the sacrifice is. You cannot be great on the uh, gravy train. It's going to cost you something. Greatness is expensive. Pay the price.
0: Well, thank you so much. There, th- I think that I was going to ask you, were there any final comments, but I think those pillars uh, just kind of sum it up. But is there tell me one thing, um, why should people support the Elizabeth New Life Center?
1: Because, my goodness, you know, I travel all over the world and I support many other kinds of places like theirs, theirs is the best run, the most amazing place I've ever been to. So it really is on the ground level, on the front lines, offering hope and services to families, marriages, uh, single people, people who are pregnant. I mean, they do it all. I mean, they answer the anointing of Jesus who says the spirit of the of the lord is upon me to preach the good news to the poor to restore sight to the blind to heal the brokenhearted and to set free those that are in captivity they do all of that with excellence and accountability that's why you should support them they're doing god's work and you can join them in doing that work
0: and so if someone wants to learn more about you, and I know that you travel all over the country, you reach more than 1.5 million people um, through all of your various ministries and your programs, how can they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, we have a new book out called What Belief Can Do My Life Story. It's now coming out on Amazon and Audible, where you can download it and listen to it. And you can find out more about me personally at ronarcher.org. Uh, r-o-n-a-r-c-h-e-r.org and then about our our ministry and what we do globally in Africa and Europe you can go to our website which is called theplacesofhope.com theplacesofhope.com
0: well that is wonderful it has been a privilege to take a few moments to chat with you Dr. Archer anytime you're in Dayton, Ohio please look us up Anytime you're coming this way, you want to share some information, uh, this platform is available to you. So I look forward to staying in contact and God bless you with all that you do and continuing to uplift and empower our people.
1: Thank you so much. God bless you in your ministry and your uh, podcasting and the work that you do. May God bless the work of your hands and enrich you as you reach out to bless those who need it most.
0: Thank you so much and have a great day.
1: You too now. Bye-bye. And go (laughs) Dayton.
0: Go Dayton, go. Have a good day. And thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Through My Lens. I'm Karen Jackson. And just a quick reminder, if you want to know any you want to be on this podcast, please reach out to me at EmbraceMyPowerForLife at gmail.com. And just remember that we really, our community needs the support of everyone. And like Mr. Archer said, that the Elizabeth New Life Center is helping to save lives every day. So if you'd like to know more about how you can help them save lives, please visit their website, elizabethnewlife.org, or call their administrative office at 226. Seven four one four. Until next time, keep rising and keep shining. God bless.